Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, welcome back to DJ's Dugout in Omaha. John Neighbors is here, Justin Acri. John's eating his burger, so we're going to leave him be. I've got a beautiful one sitting right in front of me. They actually call it a backyard burger here. It's got uh, onion and cheese and tomato and lettuce and bacon. Mmm, bacon. And some mushrooms. Dr. O'Malley is uh, on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from UAMS. So let's bring him in and uh, chat with him. Uh, Doc, I almost had to call you because I had a heart attack last night. I was very concerned. Luckily, there were paramedics sitting right by me, but that was a uh, very stressful evening last night for those of us pulling for the Razorbacks. Yeah, that was. Uh, did you watch? Almost tried to did get. Did you that watch one it away. last night? I did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I'm no, good I'm luck or bad didn't. luck because they seem to play better when I don't watch. So maybe I don't need to watch today. I don't know. Okay. Well, would you have a word with David Basil and Roger Scott then, because they're not exactly good luck charms either? Yeah, they don't need to be watching. They don't need to be there. <laughs> We're not allow- allowing them across the Nebraska border, so that's one thing. But I guess they watch on TV. I can't. I can't stop them from that. So um, they stay in Iowa. Right, let's talk the about. Right? Yeah, maybe that's fine. Yeah, they can go to Council Bluffs. That's okay. Let's talk about uh, what do you what are you getting a lot of, or what do you, what is the like summer wise? What's the most common thing you see at this point? Yeah, so summer is interesting because you see a lot of like these, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. So we see these acute injuries, you see like the leg injuries and just the sporting injuries, right? We still have travel ball going on, so we still get the ACLs, you still have shoulder injuries. Um, but we also really, the problem with a lot of our athletes is like we're not trying to, that's a lot of conservative treatment because a lot of them are coming up on season. So you don't want to really talk about surgery if you can avoid it. And so, um, but what we also see a lot of is people who've had problems and it's a good time of the year for surgery. So I, a lot of like, for example, my hip scopes where I fix the labrum in the hip um, and impingement in the hip, it's a good time to have surgery. So they have it in the middle of the, or in the summer. Um, and so we see a lot of these chronic issues that people are like, yeah, now's a good time. I'm, I have my school, I'm off work. So it's, it's reasonable to have it at this point. Last weekend, they uh, had the shootout of the South at Pulaski Academy, a seven-on-seven tournament, and it was brutally hot on uh, Friday and Saturday. And uh, I mean, they, they did a great job of cooling the players down and having the hydration tents and everything. But the, all the coaches kept saying how much this helps them uh, get the kids ready for the fall. Is that how much does it help being out in the sun, running, and getting used to it? Is is that is that a key? Yeah, it is really key, but it's a key for, to have a good acclimation program, right? That's what all these schools should be doing is you're not going out and just going full bore. They have to acclimate these kids to the weather. So it's good to have a couple of days where they're kind of out there in the heat and they get a break from it, but then they're back in it again um, a few weeks down the road. And so, yeah, having a good acclimation uh, program and also, and that's where our athletic trainers are a huge asset in terms of paying attention to these players and so that they're being pushed but not push to the point of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. And so there's a, definitely that line that we that we cannot be crossing with our players, but we do want to get them acclimated so that we protect them from that too. Got a couple of Major League Baseball injuries to ask you about. One, I was curious, Mookie Betts with the Dodgers, uh, broken rib. And they said, oh, he'll be out a couple of weeks. And I'm like, a broken rib? You would think he, I would think he'd be out for a while with a broken rib. Uh, you, have you ever tried to swing a bat with a broken rib? How is that even possible? Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably, I guess it's probably about a month. It's, I mean, it's faster than, right, 
fractures actually take about six to eight weeks to completely heal. The benefit with a rib is like you could, you could actually take one of your ribs out and you'll be fine. Um, and so with a broken rib, you just got to get it to a point where the rib is stable. It may not be completely healed. And, and then it's really just, can he swing it back? And my guess is probably about a month, I would say, probably more than a couple weeks. Would that be better for a player with a broken rib just to go in there and take it out and then he can go back quicker? No, because there's risk in that. And honestly, rib, rib fractures, we see them all the time. And unfortunately, there's nothing to do. It's just give it time. And so that's why really it's just going to be time and then pain control. And when he when he can swing the bat like he needs to, then he can be back playing. Doc, on halftime, Super Bowl's next week. Take it out. Yeah. Well, no, that's where you do. You can actually numb the rib. Um, but who was it? Uh, one of the quarterbacks had his lung dropped. Uh, last year um, from a broken rib, right? They were trying to numb his rib, and they dropped his lung. So there's risk with that, too. Yeah, it was the uh, quarterback. Uh, He was finally getting his chance to play, right? He had been a backup, and he was going to get started. He played at Florida State. I can't think of it. I remember the exact – and I remember us talking about it. What a shame it was. He was finally getting a chance to start, and they go to numb his rib and puncture his lung and – Oh, who was it? Christian's trying to think, too. Uh, while we're thinking about it, James McCann, former Razorback catcher, uh, he's got a fractured handmate uh, in, in his wrist. And they, I guess for a catcher, that's uh, kind of that could be kind of painful. Well, yeah, for any baseball player. So you actually see this. Um, we see baseball players. You see golfers get it. So um, um, Bryson DeChambeau, he broke his hook with his handmate. And so what you actually do is you actually cut that little piece of bone out. So really, it's just recovery to be able to get back and swing it back and play and so somewhere between four and six weeks. I think for McCann, they're predicting about six weeks to come back. It was Tyrod Taylor. That's right. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Drew Smiley with the uh, Chicago Cubs. He has uh, got uh, an oblique injury, and I would think for a pitcher that's not good. Yeah, so obliques, are the, I mean, right, it's, we're talking about ribs, the uh, obliques attached there, and that for a pitcher, it just takes time. It, that's definitely faster to come back from than a rib fracture, but for a pitcher, you're probably talking a couple weeks at a minimum with an oblique strain. And this time of the year, they want to protect them the best that they can to make sure they have longevity in them, so they're going to make sure that they're near 100% before they're ready to come back. And on the uh, First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, Donald wants us to ask, uh, Baker cyst under the kneecap? Doctor says there is cartilage loss and arthritis, partial knee replacement. What's the odds of cysts to return? Yeah, so you're actually talking about multiple things there. So Baker's cyst is in the back of the knee, and Baker's cyst is nothing dangerous. I see them multiple every day, and what that actually is is when you have arthritis, so they're talking about cartilage loss, but he has it on the kneecap, that's arthritis. Your body actually makes more fluid to lubricate the knee, like oil in an engine. And where the weak spot of the knee is actually the back. And so the, some of that fluid actually leaks out to the back, mm. causing a cyst. There's nothing dangerous about the cyst. It's just kind of there. I see, I, I said, I see two to three at every clinic. I see 100 a year of these. And I've done surgery on one in the last 10 years of a cyst that was actually a problem. So the cyst isn't the problem. The cyst is the result of the arthritis. Mm. Um, and that's where knee replacements and there's cartilage procedures and there's options to help treat that arthritis that he has. But the main Doc, thanks for the time. Appreciate you. And if you need uh, Doc's services, you can catch him and his cohorts over at UAMS, by the way. Uh, tip of the cap. <clears throat>
to one of your colleagues taking care of my boy. He's uh, got a little back deal that he's working through, so appreciate uh, appreciate you guys over there taking care of Maddox and getting him back up and running. And uh, I, I, I don't know what there's HIPAA rules on this, but Doc's also uh, fixing up an idiot friend of mine who fell down and broke his kneecap. So huh. I appreciate uh, all the good work you guys are doing over there, Doc. He's and also fixing up what? my brother, if that's not against HIPAA rules also. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, that's good. We got a lot of people who are are in really bad shape right now. That uh, we appreciate the folks at UMS helping out. You guys are doing great work. Hey, and Doc, well, we're we're happy to do it. Donald just followed up. And says uh, his, to- his doctor says he's an oddball and uh, has the cyst in the front of his knee. Oh, well, that wouldn't be a Baker's. That wouldn't be a Baker's cyst. So there's no. It's not a Baker's cyst in the front. There could be a cyst there, but it's not a Baker's cyst. Baker's cyst in the back of the knee. So interesting. Hmm. Okay. All well, right, Doc. We Justin, appreciate you. you. We'll talk to you. And I don't hydrate sir? with too many. Don't hydrate with too many Jello shots. There. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, but there's always room for Jello, Doc. That's the problem. So, but I will. I will definitely right. keep it together. Uh, the good news is tonight, for me, my first beer won't be at eleven. It'll be at about six or six thirty. So we don't have to wait quite as late, and I can go to bed a little earlier. So that's good. Because I may unfortunately, I'm not gonna say. There you go. I may have to drive home on Tuesday. Uh, Okay, (laughs) Doc, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.